Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome into the latest edition of the Pump Fake. Jarrett Bailey with you as always. Joined today by everybody's favorite guest from Sports Illustrated Monday Morning Quarterback, my friend Matt Verderam. Hi, buddy. What's going on? Um, we were talking about it in the lobby. Um, there's a few really high and noteworthy games that are going to determine a lot this weekend. Yep. Um and then there's one tonight that everybody's like doing their best to try to find any excuse to do anything else. If like if you don't have to watch it, you're probably not gonna. Um, so both ends of the spectrum uh, for 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 football this weekend. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather drink paint than watch the Steelers and Patriots. I yeah, I just can't. The, the Patriots literally can't score a point, and the Steelers. It is. I mean, there have been feats of science that have happened faster than the Steelers <laughs> moving 20 yards. So I, I'm not, I, I watch every game. I watch the Panthers and the bears. Like I watch it. You, I just, it's week 14. I just don't have it in me. Like my editor was like, listen, Connor Orr is going to cover this game tonight for us. I was like, great. Send my regards <laughs> to Connor. Good luck, man. Have fun. Like it's just, it is brutal, brutal football. And, and, and frankly, so I don't think it's going to be all that competitive. I think Pittsburgh will win by it. 14 points or whatever. But, I mean, it's just I, – I can't watch Bailey Zappi and Mr. Trubisky. Just can't do it. Can't do it. It is unwatchable NFL – and one of these teams might make the playoffs. It's yeah. incredible how – you can – you you Steelers fans have all these issues with Tomlin. Tomlin should be put in the Hall of Fame tonight if that team makes the playoffs. They can't score a point. Nobody can score a point. And he, and he fired Matt Cannon. Every Steelers fan in the world told me, he's the problem, he's the problem. Then they get boat raced by the Cardinals at home. Like, it, it, is, <laughs> it is a disaster area of an offensive football team. That whole – the whole Steelers thing is a, a whole podcast episode in and of itself. But, um, yeah, I'll obviously be watching it, being that, you know, one, they are my favorite team, and two, I cover them. So I will be – I will be writing about it at 11 o'clock tonight with my post. Do you think recap. they're going to make the playoffs? No. Okay. I don't. Um, just the fact, because we can do this real quick. The rest of their schedule, and you look at the other, other teams on the schedule, like, so they've got, obviously, New England tonight. They've got Indy left. They got a trip to Seattle. They got yep. Baltimore. Like Indy, I think is a game where fans are going to go into that game very confident they're not going to win that game. The Colts are going to put up thirty points and they're not going to be able to to keep up with them. Um, Baltimore, if Trubisky's playing, I think they lose um, just because like it'll be the normal Steelers Ravens game where some teams just have your number and the Steelers have Lamar's number. He hasn't had a good game against the Steelers. In That's true. Yet. The Steelers always play them well. That is true. So. So it'll be low scoring. It'll be the typical Steelers-Ravens game. If Trubisky's playing, I think Baltimore wins. If Pickett plays, that might give the edge to the Steelers just because Pickett, you know, for all his, for any issues that he has, I think he's better than Trubisky. Um, but I don't know, man. The fact that you could, they could be going into tonight being like, okay, we could be nine and four after nine. If they do that, then yeah, they're in the playoffs. But the fact that you let a game against a bad Cardinals team escape you, you're sitting at seven and five. I still have, like, you still got, 
Houston's there. I'm not giving up on Buffalo yet. The Colts are still good. Cleveland, like they're all like seven and five, six and six. And with who I do think will make the playoffs, I think they get. If they're not in, they'll either be tied with the same record and lose by tiebreaker, or they'll be a game behind. So I just don't think it's in the cards. Fair enough. But for we'll go from you know the team that I grew up loving to my adoptive team, the Buffalo Bills. They play your Kansas City Chiefs this weekend in a game where if it's not a game that knocks them out of the playoffs or ends their season, it's the next closest thing because they got Dallas next week, and that's far from a gimme there either. Um, Josh Allen, though, in his career, pass rating a 114 in Arrowhead, 12 touchdowns, one pick is a stat that I saw today. He historically plays well there in the regular season uh, and in the playoffs, too. I mean, we all remember the game. From I was say, actually, ago. the best game he ever played there was a the game he lost. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what to expect from this game whatsoever. I, you and I talked about it in the lobby. It could be a game where Buffalo just comes out guns blazing. Josh Allen is playing at the very peak of his powers. Like, you know, the, 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 the transformer that he is and just plays a perfect game and the bills win by two touchdowns. It could be a close game that they lose. It could be a game that the chiefs just boat race the bills there. Everything is, is on the table for, for bills chiefs this Sunday. So I'll say a whole lot of everything. And then also nothing at the same time. Cause it's, I, I just can't make sense of this game. Listen, as you said, and I tweeted out a couple of days ago, anything's on the table for the football game, anything. If you told me one of them wins 34 to 13, I, I believe it in either direction. If you told me one of them wins on a 55-yard field goal with the gun, I, I, I'd believe it. Um, I did our MMQB podcast um, Wednesday and was asked to make a prediction for this game. And I picked Butker to win the game on a 55-yard field goal with the gun. Like that's, I feel like the only thing I know about this game is Harrison Butker probably won't miss a kick. He has not missed one all year long. Hasn't missed a field goal, hasn't missed an extra point. What a turnaround that is, though, because we were talking a few few seasons ago. That was their Achilles heel was Harrison Butker. Well, he got hurt. He got hurt the first game of the year last year. Yeah. And he was never right. And this year, they could shrink the uprights like down to like half the width, and he, I don't think he still miss one. He isn't like arena football league length. It, it's been unbelievable. Like he doesn't miss, he doesn't come close to missing. But in any event, my gut says the Bills will find a way to win the game because they're desperate as hell. So I don't think the Bills yeah. make the playoffs if they lose another game. They don't have any tiebreakers. Right. The Chiefs, look, they're going to win their division. And the Chiefs, in the end, like they're going to be there. They're going to be there in the, probably in the AFC title game, playing somebody, you know. And they might even still be the one seed, depending on how – because they have the tiebreaker with everybody. They only have one conference loss. They beat Jacksonville. They beat Miami. Like, they're going to beat the Ravens out on conference record. So, like, they might still end up even – because after this, they play nobody. They got the Pats, the Raiders, the Bengals at home, and the Chargers. Like, they're, they're mm -hmm. going to win. So, there's that. Although, I, it's weird – even though all that's true, I think the Chiefs have their internal desperation of like we've got to play better. We've right. lost three of the last five. Their their problems have been turnovers, which the Bills can certainly uh, commiserate with, and it's been a receiving core that outside of Rasheed Rice can't catch anything. Yeah. So I mean they lead the league in drops. If Pacheco doesn't play in this game, it's going to have to be God mode for Mahomes because if Clyde Edwards-Helaire is taking twenty handoffs, not good. Like, he runs like he's in cement. I just can't picture any scenario where he plays well. Although I will say in his career, for whatever reason, he has torched the Bills for reasons I can't understand. But I think that's more just like circumstance than anything else. But my gut says Bills are more desperate. The Bills are the better offensive team. They have no fear of going to Arrowhead. They've been there enough. They've won a couple of games. Like, they find a way to win. 
oddly enough, my just putting on the analyst hat, my head says I think the Chiefs are just a better football team. I mean, sure. eight and four. They've played a decently hard schedule. They beat up on Jacksonville. They beat up on Miami. They, and this is a big part of their problem. Like they gave away games to Philadelphia and Detroit, games they should have won, but they didn't because of the issues I mentioned. That's part of who their DNA is this year. But everybody talks about the Bills like they're this unbelievable sleeping giant. The Bills are six and six and have played the second easiest schedule in football. Like, and it, and they would be five and seven if not for a miracle non-call in the end zone against the Giants. Like, it's so it's like hard for me. The Bills when they don't play in Buffalo this year, they're one and five. That's crazy. I mean, and I look at the game and go, Allen's everybody's likely to throw for three fifty in this game. He's used to throw three interceptions. I have no idea how this goes. So I think it's fascinating. I think both fan bases are ripping their hair out of their skulls for four quarters because it's. I think it's going to be one of these games that is that is played out of complete desperation. And so when you get games like that, you typically get games that are just all over the map. There's turnovers, there's mistakes. Carl Cheffers is calling this game. Carl Cheffers typically likes to throw a lot of flags. I, I mean, it's funny, like, as someone who, co- who covered the Chiefs for a long time and, of course, is very close to them, like, last year, there's this famous clip of his voice cracking when he's calling a penalty at Arrowhead because the crowd was going insane after it was a roughing the passer call on, on Chris Jones. Chiefs came back and won that game. And then I remember going to the Super Bowl, there was all this talk about, oh, my God, Cheffers is the official. The Chiefs are going to get screwed. And then what happens, happens. And like the biggest 50-50 call in the world, Sheffers throws the flight. He's going to be a conquering hero when he goes back there now. I mean, and some some Chiefs fan did the work. Like they're nine and two when Sheffers calls the games and Mahomes has been the quarterback. So if you're, if you're out there doing that kind of work, I mean, tip of the hat to you for doing nobody looked at work I don't know how, that. Yeah, I, I don't know how I have the time. I know now I do right. know that he was he was the ref in the Buccaneers Super Bowl too. Now mm. nothing he could have done about that game. Right, but right. I don't know, man. I mean, I <laughs> it's one of those games. Tell me who makes the biggest mistake, and I'll tell you who loses. If we get a game where both Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes have to do everything. And like you pointed out, if Pacheco can't which go, very much happen, yes. which might exactly, yeah. which might very much happen. I think I trust the Bills a little bit more just because Allen's used to it more at this point. Like if if Josh Allen isn't judge, jury and executioner for the Bills, they're not right. winning. And he's even when he like against the Eagles, he had over 400 yards of total offense and five touchdowns. They were up 17 to seven at halftime. And yet the defense allowed Philadelphia to score 30 points in the second half and they lost. And the fact that his head coach took the ball out of his hands with 20 seconds and a timeout and tucked his tail and went into overtime, like, yeah, it, yeah. that that's rough. So even when Allen does play well and does everything, you know, it's still sometimes not enough. So I think that he's just kind of more accustomed to that where, and it's not as if Patrick Mahomes can't go off. We know obviously that he can, he's the best quarterback in the world because of it, but they haven't really needed him to do that. I mean, you look at the chiefs, point output this year they've got seven games where they scored less than 21 points their defense has really been what's what's carried them more than anything this season so and by the way as we're recording this right now we're doing this Sean McDermott speaking to the media apologizing for 9-11 so that of course he is we are his 9-11 references I should say sure that's a good headline that's that's what you want on Thursday afternoon to be to be apologizing for talking about a terrorist attack and trying to motivate the team um 
It's good. The Bills are in a good spot as you're getting ready for the biggest game of their, their season. We're, we're talking about a terrorist attack that took place 22 years ago that you were like, you know, it'd be a good idea. Bring that up during the training camp. I try to tell guys you got to come together. Like, you know, Oh my goodness. In any gracious. event. Wow. Um, look, the Allen Malms thing is interesting because on one hand, I agree with you. Like that is kind of like how they've had to be. On the other hand, I don't know anybody who's more equipped to do that than Mahomes. Sure. Where he just had – I mean, listen, the greatest football game I've ever seen was between these two guys two years ago in this building. Where yeah. I very rarely feel bad for a team when they lose. Like, you're professional athletes. It's the way it goes. I felt awful for the Bills after that game. I mean, you can't play a better football game. You can't do it. Except for 13 seconds. Yep. And, you know, it's kind of funny. I, I, you know, whenever these two teams get together – I think you almost are compelled to think about that game. Like that game Absolutely. is too iconic. Like you think about it. The one lesson that I take from that game, well, two lessons. One is if the chiefs are close late in the game, the bills have to be something they're not, which is they have to be the aggressors on defense. And they have not been, they play back, they play safe. And if they do that against Mahomes, they're going to lose again. The other thing is, in that game, you get the ball at the 25-yard line, 13 seconds left. I don't care who you are. The odds of you scoring are pretty remote. The Chiefs just had complete confidence. They are going to get down the field and find a way to score. And I think that is one thing with this team. Like, And this, this is going to sound like I'm digging Buffalo, but I'm not. The Bills have been a really good team for a while. But they their accomplishments, while grand in the regular season, have fallen short in the postseason. Hmm. The Chiefs have been a great team for a while. Their accomplishments, fantastic in the regular season, legendary in the postseason. When the moment calls for that team to rise to the fore, they usually do it. And that's the one thing I kind of, like in a game where, I'll be honest, I really don't know what to expect. That is one thing I keep coming back to in this game. These games typically are the kind of games with the Chiefs where they just find a way to win. They just make a play. Somebody steps up. Now, hey, maybe this year it's different. Maybe that doesn't happen. Maybe they don't have the horses. Maybe the Bills are desperate enough. They find a way. But I would be lying if I said there wasn't a part of me that just says, I can see Mahomes just having one of these games. It's like, I don't care. Anything it takes. I'm doing whatever it takes to win. And I will say the one thing that nobody talks about nationally, the Chiefs defense is fantastic. So good. They did not play well against the Packers. It was the worst game they played all year. Their defense, if they've allowed one 100-yard receiver this year, it was Joshua Palmer. Okay, Keenan <laughs> Allen. I mean, I won't bore everybody with all the numbers, but like you go look at Keenan Allen did nothing. Justin Jefferson, three catches, 28 yards. Tyreek Hill, well under 100 yards. Jalen Waddell, nothing. Amon Ross St. Brown, nothing. DJ Moore, not, DJ Moore didn't have a catch in the fourth quarter of that game. I mean, you go, all these elite receivers that they've – A.J. Brown had one catch for eight yards. And it's not because they're doubling. They have LeJarrius Sneed and Trent McDuffie, and they just play press man, and they get on the line of scrimmage, and LeJarrius Sneed turns it into a wrestling match at the line of scrimmage. I mean, you ever want to go back and look at some funny tape? Watch LeJarrius Sneed play Tyreek Hill. He is so <laughs> close to the line of scrimmage, it's a miracle they didn't call him for offsides. I mean, he's so close you can just reach out and touch him. And his whole game plan was, if you start to beat me off the line of scrimmage, I'm just going to get into a wrestling match with you. I don't care. They can throw the flag. It makes no difference to me. I do not think that Diggs will have a very big game. Nobody's thrown for 300 yards against them. And mm. 
and no top tier receivers done anything. In fact, the leading receiver on each NFL team that's played the Chiefs this year, they average one and a half catches per game in the second half. They that's just absurd. nothing. You you are not going to throw the ball on them on the outside. It's just not going to happen. It's going to have to be a Kincaid game. It's going to have to be a Cook game. I do not think. God forbid it has to be a Gabe Davis game. It's going to have to be. And he's going to be one-on-one with Trent McDuffie. So yeah. it's going to, I mean, I th- and the one thing with them, they'll travel. They don't care. Sure. Both of them can play in the slot. Both of them play on the boundary. And, you know, it's Spagnuolo. They're going to blitz like crazy. So it's it's going to be very interesting. It's a, listen, again, it's, it's, but all this is to say, I have no idea what the hell is going to happen. Because they're just, they're almost like division rivals. They see each other all the time. They know yeah. each other. It's going to be very interesting. And I think that Brett Veach and the front office deserve a ton of credit for building this unit because you look at all of the names on that side of the ball, they're homegrown. McDuffie, Sneed, uh, Carl Loftus, Bolton, Willie yeah. Gay. Like Chris they have Jones. done a f- fantastic job of building yeah. around 15 yeah. and 87 to to be able to stay this competitive. So that's why they traded Tyreek Hill. I mean, yeah. I remember the day they traded Hill talking to somebody in the organization. They're like, look, our defense isn't good. We got five picks. And now we're going to go head on them and we're going to build this defense. And those picks led direct, directly to Brian Cook and Carl Loftus and McDuffie. And I, I mean, they, they did. I mean, they really did rebuild the defense in a year. And they did it. I mean, last year they played eight rookies, but eight rookies, real snaps on defense and they won the Super Bowl. You know, I mean, you have Sneed, but then you also have McDuffie and you have Jalen Watson and Joshua Williams, who were all rookies last year. Uh, Brian Cook, who who somehow is not out for the year after what happened in Green Bay, yeah. but but is hurt. He'll miss this game. Um, but he's been excellent when he's played. But I think that's kind of the story of their defense. When you look at them, like their overwhelming strength is their corners are phenomenal. But their biggest strength is they don't have a weakness. They're good everywhere. Mm. They're good everywhere. Any way you want to play. You want to get them in, in a base defense? Fine. You want to play nickel? Fine. You want to play dime? Great. You want to play, play, get them in zone? Not a problem. Man, that's fine. They can press you. They can play off, man. They can they can rush four and get a ton of pressure. They can blitz five. Hell, ask Miami. They'll blitz eight. The mm. last play of that game against Miami, they blitzed eight guys. Like They, they don't Which care. Which show, shows how much trust they have in the back end if you're doing that against yeah. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. They, they just they don't care. They have a full confidence. I mean, they look, they sacked Jalen Hurts five times in a half of football. Like that's, They... Yeah. I'll tell you right now in this game, one thing I can tell you in a game that I don't know what the hell is going to happen, they will not play scared defensively in this football game. They are going to come after Allen, and they've had a lot of success doing it. When they have blitzed him in previous matchups, they've caused a lot of problems. I would expect in this game, you know, last year when they played, they played a very good regular season game. The Bills won late. Yeah, The Chiefs didn't have McDuffie or Gay in that game. Um, McDuffie's injury was felt acutely. I would expect in this game that they will blitz relentlessly at times and say, beat us one-on-one. And, and Allen's going to have to. Of course, the danger of that is, A, he can. B, if he gets out of the pocket and he's running, you got a problem. So we'll see. It's a game of cat and mouse. And before we move on, you did talk about Buffalo needing to be the aggressor and that being one thing that they haven't done defensively yet this season. And you know, we talk about games that can swing one way or the other. You know, we look at three games this year in particular for the Bills. New England, Denver, Philadelphia. Yep. All three times Josh Allen has given them the lead with sub two minutes left in the game. All three games they've lost. 
And a lot of that is, okay, well, Mac Jones was allowed to drive down the field with and score with nine seconds left. Um, the uh, the game against Denver in which, okay, if they don't have 12 guys in the field, they right. win that Counting game. wasn't an issue, they win. Sure, yes. sure. And then the game against Philadelphia where on a third and four, it, I believe it was an overtime or to tie the game, one of the two, they are playing so conservative off yep. man. Yep. And Jalen Hurts just hits a quick, easy pass to Devonta Smith to keep the drive going, and it leads to them winning. Like something does have to change on that side of the ball. And Sean McDermott's running out of people to fire in terms of uh, who who's to blame. So, well, and that and yeah, I mean, look, that's one of the things. And again, that's why I think this game's so hard. It's like okay, but the Bills are coming out of their bye week. Do they adjust? Do they change? I mean, McDermott. I think it's very hard to change who you are, and mm. their ethos has been play a lot of zone. Back up, keep it in front of you. I mean, I think that's a terrible way to play the Chiefs this year. The Absolutely. Chiefs have no receivers. Like, just play man on them. I mean, just blanket them. But like, if you're going to sit there and play zone, you guys are going to get open. I mean, Mahomes knows where the zones are. He's going to throw the ball to where you're not. I look. I think if you're the Bills, though, you've lost a lot of games this year because you just play scared. I mean, you just you play, you play. I think that's the, that's the best way to say is that they've played yeah. scared. I mean, Mac Jones is 25 or 30. You look like Joe Montana. 25 or 30. Like, they were this close to losing to Tyrod Taylor mm-hmm. on one of the worst football teams I've ever seen. Okay. They lost to the Broncos, which showed the Chiefs. Um, but, like, they've lost ridiculous games. And that's kind of the thing. You know, I think at some point, and this goes for both of them. You always get these people who are like, well, yeah, you know, they're six and six, or they lost these four games, but, you know, it's because of bad luck. It's because of turnovers and drops. And, hey, look, man, that's, I don't know if I can swear on your podcast, but you sure can. That's bullshit. (laughs) That's just flat out bullshit. It's not bad luck. They do it all the time. These, I mean, the Chiefs, it's not bad luck that MVS dropped a touchdown pass that probably would have won him against Philly. He drops the ball all the time. Like, this is who they are. They drop the ball a lot. The, this idea, and I argued with this one person who I actually really like and, and get along with in analytics over this, so I won't say it was, but like the Bills. Oh, well, you know, their offense is great. They just have all these turnovers. That's like saying, well, my car really is a hell of a car, but it doesn't have an engine. I mean, <laughs> at some point, get an engine. Your car doesn't work. Allen has t- led the league in turnovers at this point year after year. This idea that this is some bad luck, hocus-pocus thing is just bullshit. It's not. He turns the ball over a lot. Doesn't mean he's not a great player. He's a phenomenal player. But he turns the ball over. It's like Brett Favre all those years in his career. Brett Favre was a phenomenal quarterback. Turned the ball over a lot. Okay? Two things can be true at once. I mean, hell, I mean, I'm I'm a Steelers fan. I lived through 18 years of of Ben Roethlisberger having that tendency, too. Listen, and sometimes, by the way, it's not the worst thing in the world to have a guy who's willing to turn it over here and there because you got and a that, guy who's going to take some chances and make some big the, plays. That's the pushback that I've kind of given yeah. um, in terms of the Allen turnover debate and whatnot. Because if you look at like his interceptions per attempt, they're pretty similar to that of Tua and Jalen Hurts right now, which is he's mm-hmm. throwing the ball a hell of a lot so, more per yeah. game. Yeah. So naturally, there's going to be a few more I, picks. I think with Allen, at least for me, Sometimes it is the nature of his interceptions. I, I hear you. Like, like week one against the Jets. Yeah. Bro, if you don't turn the ball over, you win. They can't get a foot. And he just kept doing it. You know, like, what are you doing? Like, my yeah. God, throw it into the ground and punt. You win. Like, I, yeah. 
that or like last year they played the Vikings in that crazy game in Buffalo. Yeah. And they're, they're moving down, and like if they get a field goal, worst case is they tie, and he throws an obscene pick, like in, right to Patrick Peterson on first and ten. You're like, what are you doing? Those are the kinds of things. Like now, like for an example, on the other side of that though, the game against Philadelphia, Bradbury picked them off. Bradbury yeah. made a nice play. Bradbury read and he baited him. Hey, look, man, these guys get paid too. It's a nice play. Okay, like sometimes it just happens. But I think with Allen, it's the nature of the picks where you go, you just have to know better than that. You can't throw that ball in that situation. That all being said, I think, look, for my money, those two guys that are playing on Sunday at Arrowhead, they're the two best quarterbacks in football. Like I, For me, now when Burrow's healthy, I would put Burrow second now and third, but you could yeah. have that argument and that's fine. Allen's great. I love watching Allen play. But I do think, like, to kind of go full circle here, you do look at this and go, okay, well, I mean, is McDermott, because this is what we started with, is McDermott going to actually change? Like, if they're up two points with two minutes left, is it going to change? Or are they going to back up and is Mahomes going to throw eight balls to Jerk McKinnon and they're just going to walk down the field? Because I got to tell you, I remember that 13 seconds game. You know what happened in overtime? Yeah. They just backed up. And, they, and the Chiefs backed them right up into the offseason. Like, that, I mean, it's that is a losing mentality. It just is. And so I wonder if the Bills will change or if McDermott says, hey, look, I am who I am. This is how I coach. This is how we want us to play. You know? I mean, I do think in this game, the quarterbacks are great. You know, Mahomes is probably, you know, I mean, he's better, but it's not like leaps and bounds. The Chiefs' defense is better. The Bills' offense is better. Is the difference in this game the coaching? Is the difference in this game that Andy Reid sometimes to a fault will go for the throat and McDermott won't? I don't know. Last thing before we get off this game and move on to Philadelphia, Dallas. Uh, regardless, you know, if Buffalo misses the playoffs, even if they do get in, if they're a quick out, do they need to look for a new head coach in the, in the offseason? Yes or no? I don't think they will. I don't think they will. I, th- I think they'll they'll stick with their guy. And and I think that's going to drive Bill's fans crazy. But I think, look, McDermott is an accomplished head coach. It's just sure. it. The question now is, do they have a ceiling? That That's the question. I don't think they're going to fire him. Fair enough. All right, moving on to the second biggest game of this week, or maybe the biggest, depending on how you look at it. Um, Philadelphia and Dallas, Sunday Night Football. The Cowboys have won the last five in Dallas. Dak Prescott playing like the MVP of the NFL right now. Leads the NFL in EPA since week six. Leads the NFL in touchdown passes, top five in yards. Second in passer rating. He's having a phenomenal year for my money. He's the MVP of the league right now. If Dallas wins, all of a sudden the NFC East gets very interesting down the down the backstretch. Um, your thoughts overall on Dallas um, going into this game? I'd like to both point out something and then also maybe retract it at the same point. I picked the Cowboys to go to the Super Bowl before the season started. As did I. And I'm both emboldened and terrified. Um, <laughs> I like I we just finished, we spent 25 minutes on the Bills Chiefs and basically I just said I, I have no idea. I I don't right. know. Anything's in play. That game could be an all-time classic, and one of those teams could be up 21-0 at the end of the anthem, and I, and I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> um, the, the Cowboys, I feel like I have a little bit of a better grip on the Cowboys. Like, I think they're going to beat Philly this week, and I we're going to really get on the hype. Like, it's going to just be like all aboard. Jerry's at the front, you know. The old, it's, I mean, it's going to be – people are going to be losing their minds. It's Dallas. It's the Niners. It's this great rivalry again. 
And then we're going to get to the playoffs. And, you know, all those, like, goofy idiosyncrasies that McCarthy has, you're like, oh, he called timeout. He blew two timeouts in the third quarter. And it's funny because they're playing the Chargers. Yeah, it's not funny when you're in the playoffs. And it's not funny when you, when you lose because of it. Like, I just – I'm sorry. I don't have more faith in them than the Eagles or the Niners. I just don't. Like, to me, in the playoffs – I'm hard. Now, I will say, I think talent-wise, they could do it. But, like, they just, every time they're in a big spot, they're like, the, we just talked about Buffalo and Kansas City. They're like the anti-Kansas City. Mm. Where every time the Chiefs are in a big spot, you're like, they're probably just going to find some way to win this game. And every time Dallas is in one, you're like, oh, God. Here it <laughs> comes. I mean, look at when they played Philly a couple weeks ago. Yeah. They get all the way down there. It's first and goal at the six. Everybody's like, oh, my God, Dallas is going to win this game. No, back that up 25 yards. <laughs> like, it's just incredible. You know, so I don't know. I I think this week they'll win. I think the Eagles are kind of in a rut right now. Yeah. But, I I mean, look, man, Dallas' schedule is really hard down the stretch. They got Buffalo. They got Miami. They got Detroit. Like, and Philly plays nobody. I mean, yeah, they got Seattle. Mm. Then they got the Giants twice and the Cardinals. Like, Ugh. Philly's going to win that division. So even with this game, I think Philly wins the division. Philly, I think, has been in a rut for most of the season. They've just win. They've just won a lot, and it's masked it. I, uh, I think that's a story, though. Like honestly, of both the teams that came out of the Super Bowl last year, I think that's pretty much what we're at. But like again, yeah. that's kind of my point, though. Like you can get to January, like everybody's like, oh, "I'll tell you what, Philly, this, that, and so you want to play them? Yeah, you want them in January because, like, I got to tell you, man, I wouldn't be lining up." And I got. And if you have same in the AFC, like all oh, the Chiefs, just said, you want to go to Arrowhead and see that team? You want to see them in January with the season on the line? You want to have that game? You know, when Mahomes is out there, like oh, you're basically dragging his ankle behind him, and they win the Super Bowl anyway. So it's, you know, I mean, I don't know. Like I get it. Everybody loves to be like, oh, I'll tell you what about this team? Yeah, you want to play those two teams right. in the playoffs? Like, but you're right. I mean, the Eagles have been all over the map this year. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to be one to say that, you know, they should start Marcus Mariota or anything like that. I'm not going to go that far, but I think that it is evident. We saw it early on in the year, like against Minnesota, where it's like, dude, if you just stop turning the ball over, like you're stop <laughs> or against the Jets, we're like, okay, protect the ball and you're, you're going to beat a team that you're better than. And they, they've had various spurts like that. And I think that we saw it to the most extreme length again, and it was against a really good 49ers team who I think it goes without saying that that game they had a lot to prove and they had a big chip on their shoulder going into Philadelphia from what happened in the NFC championship game. But all in all, I think they'll be fine. I think you know, I agree with you that they're going to be fine once January rolls around. But something about Dallas that I do think that they win this Sunday. I I am hesitant when it comes to the playoffs though, because San Francisco has been there and done that. Philadelphia has been there and done that. We haven't seen Dallas overcome that hump. Correct. I, I just, again, I, I'm a big believer in just, Show me, show me, like, can you actually do it? Because, you know, look, there are teams in this, in this league that like, they just do it. It's like all those years with New England where you get some, you know, oh, the Chargers are good this year. Oh, the Bengals are good this year. And it's like, okay, they going into Foxborough in January and beating that team. So I got to tell you, I don't think they're gonna, like, it's just Dallas Reminds me a lot of those Philip Rivers Chargers teams mm. where you looked at them and went, Oh my God, it's like an all star team. And then you're like, Yeah, but they just lost to Mark Sanchez at home in a playoff game because 
they're the Chargers, and that's what they do. So I think the talent's there. I mean, you could yeah. certainly make a case and go to the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl, but like they're gonna have to get through Philly and the Niners. And I'm not picking them to beat Philadelphia or the Niners in a playoff game this weekend. Sure, yeah, that's fine. You know, that's fine. But people can misconstrue the idea of must-win games. Yes, this is an important game for Dallas. is a huge game for Philly. Philly's like, yeah, okay, we'll see you again, and when we see you again, it's going to be different. If 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 it's you know lost this time, I mean, it's just Philadelphia does not look at this as a big. It's an important game, but it's not a game that they lose. They're going to be panicked over. If Dallas loses, it's like a referendum on who they are. If the Eagles lose, it's like, that's fine. We're going to go boat race Seattle and then plow the Giants twice, beat up on the Cardinals. You're going to trip up somewhere. We're going to win the division. And then guess what? We're going to be waiting right here at the link, second, third weekend of January. Have fun. Good luck to you. That's how this will play out. And for Dallas, like it's going to be – they're going to be regarded that way. It's going to be like, okay, we'll believe it when we see it type thing with with the Cowboys. And I mean, you know, credit to him. Like we've seen, like CD Lamb has had an unbelievable last two months, where he's just gone off week by week. They started to get, you know, guys like Gallup have started to become bigger contributors. Brandon Cooks is finding his way to get more targets, which is good. Um, but I believe it when I see it in January, and that's where you know, I guess we can kind of uh, kind of leave that one. Um, in terms of the current, let's say powerhouses of the league, you know, the upper echelon teams, which one of them? Sticks out to you is like okay, I I don't see them being like a real quote unquote threat because for me right now, and I hate to say it, and I'm gonna sound like a big homer. Baltimore is they'll they'll win a playoff game. I think they'll if they're a wild card team, which they likely will be, they'll win a playoff game. They'll get to the divisional round. I don't. If I'm Kansas City, they don't scare me offensively. If I'm Jacksonville, I'm not scared of them offensively. Like they don't have the weapons to me to get there i feel like with baltimore i feel like we've just seen this movie a lot yeah like really good defense lamar's a great dual threat and who's he throwing football to like mark andrews is out i like zay flowers but like if you're going to tell me that you're going to the playoffs and zay flowers is like your big plan to, to go into arrowhead and win a playoff game yeah good luck have fun I mean, I, again, there's a big difference between like thinking you can win and knowing you can win. Right. But I, I won't say Baltimore. I, I would say Jacksonville to me, like that that's not happening. I'm sorry. I, I, they're like 30th against the pass. Mm. Jake Browning just lit them Jake up. Jake Browning looked like Peyton Manning in that game. And I'm not taking anything away from Jake Browning. Okay. The esteemed Jake Browning at this point. Did you watch that game? I did. There are guys who are still wide open in that game. I mean, that I touchdown think- pass to Jamar Chase was, I think it was a touchdown pass, like down down the left sideline yeah. where it's at 70 yards. This yeah. is placed in the breadbasket. Nobody's back to play deep help. Like, what, what are we doing, guys? They put an undersized corner one-on-one with Jamar Chase and just said, that's fine. I mean, look, I, <laughs> but that was at least like contested. How many times in that game did he throw a ball and there was nobody oh, yeah. within 15 yards of the guy? I mean, they can't cover. If Josh Allen doesn't get pressure, it's over. Like, they just, there's no left hand. They can't do anything else. I don't care that you can stop the run. I don't care. In a playoff game, like, if you play 
Miami or Kansas City, you think they're really that worried about you stopping the run? Mm. Like, they'll throw 60 times. They don't care. Like, I I think Lawrence, I'm a little bit different on Lawrence than some people. Okay. I think he's a I think he's a very good quarterback. I don't think he's a great quarterback. Like okay. he, I, I think he's very good. I think he's very good. He's a top 10 quarterback. Okay. But I don't put him in the same class as Mahomes and Allen and Burrow. I don't. I I put him in the next class. I put him with the you know, second tier. If you want to go, you know, however you like want to like that Herbert Hurts ish yes. tier. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. Dak, whatever. Like very good players. Players can win the Super Bowl, but like not, oh my God, you have sheer terror when that guy's got the football. I just don't feel that way. Um, not yet, at least. I mean, it's not, not yet. Right. Of course, he's that. young, but right at this point, not yet. I mean, so I look at them and I think offensively, and I don't know when Christian Kirk is coming back and how healthy Lawrence is going to be. And it's like ETN's average on less than four yards a carry. And defensively, they can't stop anybody. I mean, 10 of their 17 games this year in the AFC South and against the NFC South. I mean, it's like, all right, I guess. Like you're good. They're good, but are they great? Yeah, sure. And that's kind of where, like, I don't like if, if you had to bet a hundred thousand dollars right now, who would you pick come out of the AFC? Probably the safe bet in the Chiefs. Like, and, and look, obviously, I, we're not telling secrets. I, I'm a Chiefs fan, but like, sure, I would agree with you. And and this is coming from someone who has attended four Chiefs games this year, three in a work, two in a working capacity. They're one and three in those games. So if I stay away, they're they're golden. <laughs> um, they have been a disaster catching the football. And yet I look at them and I'm like, who's beating them? I mean, they already right. played Miami on a neutral site. They they were up 21 nothing at halftime. And, and then Miami came back, but couldn't finish the job. Jacksonville, the Chiefs had three turnovers, including one in their own territory. Jacksonville never scored a touchdown. Jacksonville couldn't put up any points. They won 17-9 and knelt down at Jacksonville's one yard line. Okay, I mean, that if the Chiefs don't turn the ball back in, they would have won by 21 points. Baltimore, we already talked about. I, I respect Baltimore May a little more than you. I just look at Baltimore and say, in the end, I just don't think they're going to score against Kansas City. That That's the biggest thing with me. Like, their defense is awesome, and Lamar's great, but it's the same story. Like, I'm not yeah. – if I'm Kansas City, I'm not afraid of a 31-year-old Odell Beckham who may or may not play because of injury. Mark Andrews, God only knows yeah, how long he's going to be like, out. I mean, Gus okay. Edwards, like, no. Yeah, you're not – I'll tell you what, the biggest threat to Kansas City, in my opinion, is a team playing them Sunday. It's I, that team. Yep. And if you're the Chiefs, believe me, it's not lost on the Chiefs. If they win this game, they basically knock them out. Right. I mean, that is one thing about that game Sunday. You want to see a game that, from a game script standpoint, is going to look like a playoff game? I mean, the Bills have no choice. they got to unload and do everything possible to win. Mm-hmm. Kansas City is going to do everything to win that football game. I mean, they are going to treat that like it's like it's a playoff game. So, yeah, I mean, I look at it like Cleveland. Cleveland's not beating the Chiefs. Like, I, I mean, if how, I have how about a fun one? How about a fun one like Houston? I don't think they'd come out of the AFC, but I think that that would be a very fun matchup with them going into Arrowhead with Stroud the way he's playing. I really like Houston. My concern with Houston is without Dell. Yeah, it's very thin at receiver. You double Collins and like what else happens, right? I mean, they, they can't run the ball. Is it John and, Mechie you know, is their next receiver now? You know, you got Noah Brown. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. like, and defensively, you can throw the ball on. I mean, that's yeah. so. Look, I like I like Houston. I think Stroud's box office man. I think sure. he's going to be. He's, he's already terrific. I think they're going to be awesome. 
I just think I, I almost kind of liken them to what Jacksonville was a year ago. I was just about to say that. Yeah, they're you, you know, they can, they'll be a playoff like, team, but they're a little bit away. Like I remember last year when Jacksonville came into Kansas City and just thinking like they're good and I respect them. But if the Chiefs play well, they're not winning. Sure. You know, and then Mahomes gets hurt, and then you know anything is possible 98 yards later. <laughs> and I've never felt like a game was more over in the second quarter. When he when they did that with Chad and he was like, Oh, it's it's over. I it's I mean, there's there's no coming back from that. Um but Trevor threw a ball to Christian Kirk, like 60 yards downfield, over the shoulder, hit him right in the hand, and Kirk dropped it. I think it was like in the third quarter. I think that was the point. I was like, all right, yeah, that's that's probably the nail. That's and you know what, man? It's to that point. I don't remember that play, but I think it worked. That that's the thing. When you play a Kansas City, when you play a Philadelphia in the playoffs, can't miss this. Is why I said what I said about Dallas. You can't make that mistake. Yep. That's that's curtains. That's it. Like those teams that time of year, they're like if you're gonna beat them, even if you're a great team, you're gonna have to play damn near perfect. You just are, especially in their house. Like you're gonna have to go in there and play an A plus and, and I think really even more in the AFC this year because San Francisco and Dallas are, are certainly more talented, I think, than anybody in the AFC outside of Kansas City and maybe yeah. Buffalo if Buffalo gets right. Like you're gonna have to if like if you're in Miami and it's 10 degrees and you're going in there. You better come with it, like all of it, all of it. You better. I mean that. That's one of those. Like, you can't have one of those. Like, oh, Tua threw a really bad pick in his own red zone. A like, game's over, yeah. game's done. Because Mahomes isn't going to throw that pick in a playoff game. Like, it's just, it's hard. And that's why I had so much respect for Burrow when they went in there and they got down twenty-one-three and they came back. Like, that takes balls, man. That that is a game most guys. It's forty-two to ten. Okay. They didn't quit. They came back, and and we see now the Bengals are a real team. You know, it's just it's hard when you go into places like that, candlesticks and you know whatever. I'll never call it what it, you know, Levi's. That, Levi's. That's just candlestick. When you go in there, like you better bring everything you've got because if you don't, you're not just going to lose. Like you're going to lose in a, in a pretty big fashion. And we were talking earlier, you know, about do I think the Steelers make the playoffs? And I said, no, I think Buffalo still does. I I, I still have too much faith in 17 to say that they don't. And they got to yeah, win they, out. The only thing that they, hurts them is they, they have got to win out, man. Like, they're, they're not going to well, win any of the breakers because they're conference record. Well, here's the thing, though. I think that there is a, a factor that does help them. And that's the fact that almost everybody in front of them is playing with a backup quarterback. Like, Cleveland, your defense is great. I Joe Flacco isn't scaring anybody. Um, Gardner right. Mitchell, the Colts have been fun. Do I think that they're going to be able to sustain this for the rest of the year? And would I be surprised if they fell off a little bit? I, no. I hear you, but do the math. All right. So let's, let's, do we both agree Houston's getting at least a 10 wins? Yeah. Houston's getting it. Okay. If CJ Beathard plays in Cleveland this weekend, do you think the Jags are going to win that game? I think they lose if CJ Beathard plays. Okay. So do I. So that's do you think what, the Jets wins for that'd the, be eight. Do you think uh, the Bears are going to go in there and beat the Browns? Oh God, that's a toss-up game. They're okay. both. They're I will take the Browns in Cleveland. To just, beat. just because of the defense. Yeah, fair enough. You, you think the Jets are going in there on Thursday night football and beating the Browns? Ooh, I will say no. That's right, so that, so that, that's, that's ten, 10 for 10. Cleveland. That's ten. <laughs> Indianapolis play the Raiders at home. You think they'll win that game? I think Raiders win. The Raiders. I love. Really? What they've okay. done, right. they've played competitive under Antonio Pierce. They haven't gotten like blown out in any of their okay. losses. Right, yet. So you, I like that. Pittsburgh's going there. You think the Colts win that game? I think the Colts win that game. You think the Colts beat the Falcons? 
I think Falcons win that game. Okay. Um, That's in Atlanta, right? Yes, it is. Okay. Who else the Colts play? They play the Texans at home the last game. Yeah, of the year. The, the, I think they lose that game. The one thing that's weird about that game, and I would agree with you, I don't. Houston think could be resting their starters. Yeah, right. So, I mean, that might be one of these things where Houston's like, "Well, that's our bye week." Sure, sure. But see, that's where you and I differ. I think they'll beat the Raiders, and I think they'll okay. beat Pittsburgh, and I think they'll beat. Um... Oh, and they got Cincy this week. Who they might be, they might not be. We'll see. Yeah, that's a, that's a toss. I think game. they're going to get to ten, though, man. Like the Colts. Yeah, and if they do. Yeah. Buffalo's got to win 11 games. Like, Buffalo's going to have to win out, in my opinion, to make mm. playoffs. And so, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really – and I'll tell you, I'll tell you here, we, we got to close on this because I get another podcast. Um, sure. Not that one's more important than the other. Um, <laughs> but uh, consider this food for thought. Let's say the Bills okay. win an in, in Arrowhead. They get rolling. They went out up, up until week 18. So, they're 10 and 6. They play Miami. Miami has the Titans this weekend, Monday Night Football, and then they play the Jets. So let's assume they're going to win those two games, okay? Then they play Baltimore in Baltimore, mm. and they're home to Dallas. Oh. Let's say they lose those two games. Week 18 is for the division, could, boys and that girls. That could be a win and get in type situation. Oh I mean, they're – listen, no, I, I think they both get in because Miami have 11 wins. But, like, bro, that is like – Buffalo could win the division down yeah. there, okay? And the Dolphins would be looking at like, hey, we're now like the five or the six seed. Where, where <laughs> maybe, they, probably go, they probably go to like what, Baltimore in that They case, might go to Buffalo. Yeah. Oh, they might go to Buffalo. It would be unbelievable. Like there's a world where the Bills run the table, the Dolphins blow two of these games, which I yeah. frankly think the history says they're probably going to. There's a world where, like, if all that happens, it's like KC, Baltimore, or flip them, however. And then, Jacksonville, like, Buffalo. Jacksonville, Buffalo, Miami. And Buffalo hosts Miami. I mean, they... Dude, sign me up for the be, chaos. I got to tell you, if I'm Miami, I want no part of that team in Week 18 if they know that. And that could be, like, win and you win the division if you're Buffalo or lose and you don't make and the playoffs. And you're play done, off. yeah. I mean, that's... A wild scenario. Now, I got to be fair. The way the Bills have played all year long, do I think they're going to run the table? That's a that would be a hefty bet to make. In something I, I don't. Right. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I don't. Which is why I picked the Chiefs in a, a last second field goal in this game. Like it just feels like one of these years with the Bills, where like any possible right. thing that can go wrong, it just does. Like yeah. I, you know, but would I be shocked if they win it? No. And then they got Dallas, and that's one of those games that like it's Dallas. I mean, God only knows. Right. And you know, and then you get. I look forward to when the when the Bills play at the Chargers, uh-huh. and it and it's on prime time, and it's just. I let me save everybody the time. The game's gonna have two minutes left. The Bills will be up four, and the Chargers will have the ball, and the Chargers will go backwards twenty eight yards, and that'll be the end of the game. Like It'll be third and thirty seven. Oh, Herbert's gonna have Staley's to gonna be calling it a, a swing pass to a guard. <laughs> I, it's just it's that team. Oh my god, that team. Gotta love it. All right, buddy. I know you gotta go. What uh, do you have coming on Sports Illustrated? What's already out of Sports Illustrated? Oh, what the hell? I got a quarterback rankings Thursday, matchups to watch on Friday. My column runs Sunday all day long, where I, I give my thoughts in real time on every single one of the games, uh, what it means going forward. So uh, we'll have playoff picture stuff, MVP race stuff, stock watch for rookies, uh, film breakdowns that come out on Wednesdays. Um, 
Got a lot of stuff. Lovely, lovely stuff. All right, buddy. I always appreciate talking to you. That was a lot of fun. You got it. Thanks a lot, man. Take care, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.